0: Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. All right, hey, everyone, welcome back to The Dave Kittle Show. Today, we are speaking with one of our board members, one of the uh, ventures that we're working on now in terms of healthcare acquisitions and physical therapy acquisitions. Our name and our entity is the Fieldmaker Group, and we have Marty Howard, who's actually one of our board members. Marty and I, we had met in 2019, several months before COVID, before the world changed, and uh, we've been with our team, the other members that we're going to have here on this podcast and show in the next several weeks and months. We've been working on a lot behind the scenes in regards to our initiatives and speaking with practice owners, Uh, but we'll get to that. Marty, first of all, welcome to the show, and uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, thanks, Dave. As as Dave indicated, we met in the before times. The world is certainly a different place. Um, I've actually had uh, two careers, all in healthcare. One, I spent uh, 15 years in the big four, working on a large number of mergers and acquisitions, other deal-related work and and post-deal work, almost all in healthcare, probably close to or more than 800 transactions. Everything from and all sectors of healthcare uh, providers, hospitals, physical therapy organizations, continuing care, home health and the, the range. I've also uh, spent 25 years as a turnaround a transformational CIO and COO, chief information and operating officer, again, largely in highly acquisitive organizations in terms of purchasing, doing diligence on it, integrating acquisitions and combining those companies, again, all in healthcare, the same kind of range. Recently, I've joined a group called Fortium Partners, which uh, is about 120, as one recruiter referred to us, excessively seasoned CIOs, folks who have at least 25 years of experience in consulting as well as in industry and we do a lot of transformation work, interim work, project, and fractional work to help organizations through difficult times. We're really looking forward and appreciating working with Dave and the the team that he's put together. He's built a board of very accomplished and folks who are really engaged in this and and look forward to lots of activity and lots of successful work in building strong organizations
0: for sure and so. Your role as one of our industry experts on the board, you're bringing a lot of value and a lot of experience to the table. So we we certainly appreciate you for that. And I know that when we first met, you were talking about your involvement in hundreds of deals. I think it was something like 700 deals or correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it was 900 deals. I mean, it was just just a ton of experience. What was that number again? It's actually
1: close to 915 years. We can do the math, worked on approximately two deals every week. For you know, however, didn't take much vacation. So, you know, somewhere between forty-eight and fifty weeks a year for close to fifteen years. So, whatever that math works out to, and then I've had about ten transformational CIO roles and had hands-on responsibility for M and work in all of those organizations.
0: And when you were involved in a lot of those transactions, were you typically interfacing with the potential seller? In that case, or was it more of an internal involvement, or were you actually communicating or interfacing with any of the actual sellers in those situations?
1: Yeah, actually, that's that's a terrific question. A lot it was with both, really. A lot with the sellers. We typically started out with, uh, you know, what's referred to as diligence, where the initial stages are to learn about potential acquisition, whether that's from a financial, like a private equity or financial firm, making an investment, or a strategic, where one company is looking to buy or merge with another. And so the sequence of events would be first, what public information there is available about a company to learn about its basic size and what kind of work it does and where the, where its customers clients market is, you know, where what its history has been to have some initial contact with folks in the company, uh, letting them know about what the process looks like because Depending on the type of deal, uh, very different questions be asked, very different concerns. A financial buyer is going to be looking very different aspects of a company than than a, a company in the same uh same space that's looking to just add them on, is gonna be looking at, so you know, letting them know what to expect over the next, and then gathering information, everything from organizational charts and financial statements and budgets and plans and, you know, personnel information, market information, historical, all of that, again, sort of educating the seller on what (laughs) what is about to be unleashed on them and asked of them because it's always quite burdensome. And then continuously communicating with the potential buyer about what we're learning, what we're finding and where we think there's no need for further assessment versus we need to dig deeper in this area got it
0: if i were to ask you what's the number one tip or piece of advice for a potential seller if someone is like maybe if you're consulting with someone if there's a healthcare a physical therapy practice owner a healthcare business owner that's listening or watching right now what's the number one piece of advice that you would give them from your experience of being involved in so many different deals and transactions
1: That's, again, a a terrific question because that's typically difficult for a seller because especially if the seller is an entrepreneur, a founder, someone who's built the company, there is quite understandably pride and passion in it and the belief, of course, how else would that company get built to the point where it was attractive of interest to somebody else? On the other hand, financial buyers uh, tend to be focused on the raw numbers and they are looking at um they're looking at at EBITDA and margins and expenses and what's the you know lowest price they could possibly pay and so there's a gap there the other piece is the kind of information that sellers again especially from an entrepreneurial founder type thing have focused on in terms of building and running and growing their companies versus the kind of data that buyers are looking for there's often a mismatch there and can lead to, to problems where they're looking, the buyers are looking for either formats or type of information. You know, if I'm running a business, I might be doing it in QuickBooks or, you know, some other online basic system, whereas the especially larger organizations or more sophisticated buyers, you know, are used to the most robust financial system with all sorts of details that aren't even relevant to, to someone trying to grow and sustain a business by themselves. So there's that, the trying to see, to understand what the buyer is looking at and how the buyer is perceiving the entire transaction can be a big help for the seller to avoid any kind of gaps or missteps up front that may scuttle an otherwise really attractive attractive deal, those kinds of things. And, and just to be upfront with the potential buyer and to make sure they understand along the same lines what the process is going to look like. It can be frustrating. It's complicated for both sides and um, you know, understanding what is about to happen and why it's about to happen can make, although no less burdensome, can at least make it more understandable and less painful.
0: Got it. Awesome. So, everyone. That's it for part one with Marty Howard. Go ahead and check into the next episode for part two, where we talk a little bit more with uh, Marty Howard about his experience in a ton in hundreds of healthcare transactions. So again, this is a uh, Marty Howard, a seasoned chief information officer, chief operations officer. Now, luckily a team member with us, one of our board members with the FieldMaker group. So Marty, if there's someone that's watching or listening right now, where could someone uh, reach out if they wanted to speak with you more, learn more about what you're doing and what you have going on?
1: Appreciate that, Dave. Probably the best way to reach me is on LinkedIn, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, Howard. And um, if if there's bunches of Martin Howards, also include the the organization I'm with, Fortium Partners, F-O-R-T-I-U-M. And uh, I should be easily findable there. Excellent. Thanks, Martin. Thank you.
0: Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at concierge pain That's D A V E at C O N C I E R G E pain or You can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.